Shalom, and welcome to Via Hafta Yisrael, a Hebrew phrase which means you shall love Israel. We hope you'll stay with us for the next 30 minutes as our teacher, Dr. Baruch, shares his expository teaching from the Bible. Dr. Baruch is the senior lecturer at the Zera Avraham Institute based in Israel. Although all courses are taught in Hebrew at the Institute, Dr. Baruch is pleased to share this weekly address in English. To find out more about our work in Israel, please visit us on the web at loveisrael.org. That's one word, loveisrael.org. Now, here's Baruch with today's lesson. When you are in a covenantal relationship with God through Messiah Yeshua, you should have confidence. You should realize that God is absolutely dependable. And when trouble comes, and trouble will come, be assured, our God is a God of deliverance. We use that term salvation so frequently, and it simply means victory. Ours will be the victory. But again, it's just a matter of time. God will move in your circumstances in order to give you a breakthrough, and that breakthrough is going to take you to a victory. Take out your Bible and look with me to the book of Psalms and Psalm 118. The book of Psalms and Psalm 118. Now, what I like about this psalm is the confidence that the author has. He has assurance. He has a belief that God is not going to forsake him, that God is not going to allow his enemies to triumph over him, but that God, in the end, will bring forth victory for him, and he will see the retribution, God's vengeance, upon his enemies. One of the things that we should always strive for is this, that our enemies are also the enemies of God. How can we be assured of that? By serving God, walking in the will of God, being committed to the purposes of God. When that describes you and me, we can be assured that those who come against us, they are also coming against God himself. And God is patient. He is long-suffering. But for those who are living in opposition to the things of God, God will move against them, and oftentimes swiftly. Well, I mentioned that we're going to be in Psalm 118, and immediately in that first verse, we see something foundational, and that is the grace of God. And we're going to learn that there is a kingdom aspect to God's grace. Look, if you would, to verse 1. Now, I like this psalm because... It speaks about giving thanks. And we should give thanks for who God is. We should give thanks for what God has done. But we should also thank God for what he's going to do because he's a faithful God. What he's going to do because we are in a covenantal relationship with him. What he's going to do because he loves us. So notice what it says in verse 1. Give thanks to the Lord. Why? For he is good. And that is a promise that God is going to work in order to bring about goodness. What does that mean? Bring about 
His will in your life. That is why you and I, if we're going to live a life that is exciting, a life that is going to be lived in the will and the purposes of God, therefore, we must be committed to Him and recognize that His ways are the best ways. And when we're in His will, we are going to be experiencing joy even in the midst of difficulties. What does Paul say? I've known the secret of being content at all times. God gives us that peace that passes all understanding. That means others will look at you and they'll see that peace, that confidence, that assurance, and they won't understand because his peace for his covenant people goes beyond logic. But in the midst of hardship and difficulties and the attack of the enemy, we can still maintain that assurance, that confidence. Why? Because we trust in him. And those who trust in him, as we see, are not going to be disappointed. So give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. And notice this. Notice that God's goodness is connected in this passage to his grace. Why? forever and literally it means because forever is his grace so give thanks to the lord he is good he gives evidence of his goodness his goodwill because forever and that word forever relates to the kingdom so we see that his grace that word chasto his grace is related to the kingdom Through the grace of God, I can live a kingdom quality in this world now. Even though, obviously, we're not in the kingdom of God, but we can live according to the kingdom standards, the kingdom character. So let me ask you a question. When was the last time you prayed, God, help me demonstrate that kingdom character, that is living righteously, living in a way that manifests God's glory. When was the last time you prayed, God, help me to display your character in whatever circumstance I find myself? That is what we're called to do. And when we do that in the midst of the attack of the enemy, we are living a victorious life. Why do I say that? Because the enemy, he wants to discourage you. What have we learned about this psalm psalm 118 the author of it is confident we'll see that in a moment he has assurance he relies upon god and he knows he's not going to be disappointed he's not going to be let down he is going to in the end see god's faithfulness and god's judgment upon his enemy he is going to know deliverance and here's the key as long as i praise god worship god give thanks to god pursue the purposes of god i'm living victoriously it doesn't matter what else is going on it doesn't matter what the enemy is doing to me to my business to to anything as long as i'm maintaining faithfulness to god meaning living in his will doing his purposes that is victory and remaining in that type of attitude doing those types of things the devil 
will become discouraged. So God's grace empowers us to live in a way that is overcoming the attacks of the enemy and will discourage that enemy. Look at now at verse 2. He speaks to a couple different groups of people. He says, Israel will say now forever is God's grace. Now, Israel, what is Israel? We need to understand, I've said this many times, that term Israel is a kingdom word. It speaks about a kingdom people that experience kingdom promises and kingdom blesses, blessings. So he says here, Israel will say, it's a statement of confidence. Some Bibles will say, let Israel say, but I prefer to translate it literally. Israel will say now, meaning in the midst of whatever circumstance they are in, because forever is his grace. God's grace moves us into an eternity perspective, meaning we see things differently than the world. Those who belong to the world, they see things from a worldly vantage point. Those who are recipients of God's grace, they see the world most differently from a kingdom perspective. And what does that mean? Well, whatever we might lose in this world, it's not going to be upsetting to us because we recognize this world is temporal, but the kingdom of God, those things in the kingdom of God, we won't lose and we will have them forever, for eternity. And again, it's just another reason to be confident, to be thankful, to live in this world with gratitude. Look now to verse 3. He speaks to the second group. First group, Israel. Second group, he says, And the house of Aaron, they will say now, forever is his grace. Again, we see that expression because his grace is forever. And remember, that word forever is a kingdom adjective. So God's grace is connected to the kingdom. And it's through God's grace that we can exemplify that kingdom character. So Israel and now the house of Aaron in the time of of this psalm, we're talking about the priests in in Israel. And now look at verse 4. We have a different group. Yireh Hashem, which means the ones who fear God. Let me ask you a question. Are you someone that, that truly fears God. What does that mean? Are you someone that gives God the priority of your life? Meaning, all of your life, you submit it to the priorities of God. That's what it means to fear God. His priorities become your priorities. Every aspect of your life is surrendered over to His purposes. That's what it means to be one who fears the Lord. So look at this text where in verse 4 it says, The ones who fear the Lord, let them say now, because His grace is forever. Meaning this, we can say things concerning God with confidence, assurance, because we know the power of God's grace has a kingdom fulfillment. 
a very important truth god's grace its power its provision the perspective that god's grace gives to us all causes us to see things from a kingdom vantage point and when we look at things from that perspective it changes everything when i realize that my future is a kingdom future and the enemy first of all he's already been defeated secondly he has no authority whatsoever against god's covenant people we're going to see evidence of that in a moment and because of all of these things i know no matter what happens in this world it's temporary it is short-lived and in the end for eternity i'm going to be a recipient of the goodness of god the promises of god the blessings of god and i'm going to enjoy the victory that god has achieved for his people therefore we ought not be discouraged easily in this world it's only when we love the things of this world more than the kingdom promises that we find discouragement when we uh, uh, look at things from the perspective of this world and we think wow i've lost this i don't have this i'm suffering this way and we put everything on the now rather than having that kingdom mindset well move on look if you would to to verse verse 5 where it says menha metzar now metzar comes from a word that relates to trouble but it's also a word that relates to narrowness we can say that differently pressure we can say that different anxiety and what happens is this this word for for trouble or affliction however you want to translate it it is related to the word for egypt and i've said many many times in the bible egypt is a typology for the world when we live in the sin remember the sons of jacob they sinned against joseph they found themselves experiencing the consequence of their sin slavery in egypt they were taken there and they began to experience what it means to be in egypt we can say it a different way they began to experience what it means to be in this world thank god that we're only in this world for a short amount of time relatively speaking i will be in the kingdom of god for eternity i will be in this world what does the scripture say 70 years if strength 80 i realize people live beyond that but ad esrim, meaning until 120 we don't see people living past that age rare to get past 100 but what is 120 compared to all of eternity you know what it is let me say it differently it is nothing more than a vapor so if our life is here today and gone tomorrow just like a beautiful flower it blossoms it's gorgeous and then it begins to wilt it begins to fall a pieces and soon thereafter no more now a flower that is beautiful we enjoy it but we realize 
it's temporal it's not going to be here or looking like this tomorrow or the next day and therefore there's not much significance to it but that which is of eternity well that's something different and our life compared to eternity as i said is nothing but a vapor here now gone tomorrow so why be all wrapped up in the things related to your life what you're supposed to do and there's that important concept of laha folk you're supposed to turn your life into a a life that is connected to the kingdom of god living according to kingdom purposes living according to that kingdom character that gives your earthly life significance for eternity we don't do that we are going to miss out on so much look at verse 5 from that that narrowness that anxiety that stress that pressure what happens he says i have called and there's going to be a word that is used several times in this psalm for god or for the lord and it's the term yah and yah is simply the first and last letter of that name that sacred name of god yud hey vav hey this is simply yud hey so i called to yah meaning i called to the lord and what did he do he answered me and he answered me meaning he responded how in the broad places of the lord meaning this god responded and this idea of broadness well if we look at a synonym for that word for broad we see a word having to do with with abundance a word that has to do with with being uh, saturated so abundance and what the scripture is saying is this from the world we are pressed together we are afflicted we feel stress pressure anxiety hardship all of this that word for egypt comes from the word for trouble we experience but god he will answer us and he will do so bringing us into a broad place what does that mean a place where there's no more pressure no more anxiety all of that some would say this expression mirchav has to do with a a kingdom experience look now to verse verse six hashem li which means the lord is for me because of that and if you're in a covenantal relationship you can be assured of that you should say frequently the lord he is for me now that uh, presupposes that you are for him meaning he's your master what he calls what he commands what he states we want to respond to obediently and when that's our heart's desire do we do it perfectly always no we do not should we yes we should can we yes we can through that anointing of the holy spirit we can serve god how he commands us to serve him but uh in this body we struggle at times but notice what he says the lord he is for me i will not fear now when you are feeling fearful say this the lord is for me those are my words this is what we see here that yud hey vav hey the lord lee meaning is for me i will not fear 
And then I love how this verse concludes, verse 6, where he says, What is man able to do for me? Now, some will say, against me. What can man do to me, meaning against me? That's what it says. It's, It's trying to make a point here, a very important one, and that's this. If God is for you, that's wonderful. But if man is for you, so what? What can a man do for you compared to what God can do for you? And therefore, and we'll see this uh, being displayed in a moment, don't put your hope in man. Don't have confidence in human beings. Verse verse 7, he says it again. Hashem Li, the Lord is for me. And then it says, with or in my help so god comes to me he is to me with me for me and what does he bring my help god is there to help us but here again to help us serve him to help us do his purposes to help us be where god would have us to be that's why he helps and he says and i will see here's a statement of confidence He says, I will see, and we have this next particle. It's the same letter that that comes before my help. So God is for me with my help. And it says, and I will see with my, and it means the one that hates me. He is confident that he is going to see God's help for him against his enemies. And when God goes to work to help, well god always has the solution god is always victorious no one no one has ever defeated god so again i love the confidence of this writer look now to verse 8 says good meaning it is his will good to take cover in the lord what does that mean to you well remember that that term in whether we see it in the old testament or new testament it relates to a covenant so good to take cover to take shelter in the lord but what it tells us the only way you can do that is through a covenantal relationship with him so it is good to to shelter in the lord in a covenantal relationship this is better than trusting in man and so often when something happens we we turn and we think that man has the solution if this one will help me if that one will will do this for me that will solve my problems no usually when men get involved in something we make it worse we want god's presence we want god's assistance we want god's power and to experience that we have to first recognize very important principle god's authority that he is sovereign, that he is Lord. And therefore, when I think that way, it changes how I see things. Instead of focusing and looking at this obstacle and thinking, oh, how big it is, how strong it is, how how much more resources it has than I do, what difference does that make? I am not going to find deliverance through my resources. 
I'm only going to find deliverance and help that truly solves the problem through God. And God is able. God is greater. God is more powerful. So we don't need to worry about what what someone is doing against us. So it's not good to trust in a man. Verse 9, he says it again. Good, meaning God's will, it's proper to shelter in the Lord, then, and now we change it, better than trusting in, and we have not just Adam, anyone, but we have the term Nidavim, which are our wealthy princes. Now, they have a connection to a king, so what? What king did they have a connection to? Kings of this world. And every king that has been except one has died, buried, And once they die and are buried, we never hear from them again. We may hear about them, but we never hear from them with one exception. And that is my king and hopefully your king, Messiah Yeshua. Yes, he died, he he was buried, but we heard back from him. He rose from the dead. He conquered sin. He conquered death. And he conquered the enemy. Because of resurrection, the enemy, and I'm speaking about Satan, he is defeated. So have that confidence. The one who is against you, he is injured. He is defeated. He has no authority to come against you. So whatever he does, it's a lie. It is deceit. Don't believe falsehood. Trust in the truth of God's word. So he says here, it is better to take shelter in God than to trust in wealthy princesses. Verse 10. Now we're going to see another example of this author's confidence and assurance of God's help. Why do I say that? Verse, verse 10. All the nations, hear that. Not just some, but we have the word all. Kol Goyib, all the nations, they surround me. But in the name of the Lord, I will what? I will literally, it's a word for cutting. I will cut them, and the implication is I will cut them down. How? In the name of the Lord. Now, what does that mean? I'll tell you what most people say. Just, I'll name the name of the Lord. In, in the name of the Lord, I cut you down. Now, the problem is that that really doesn't do anything, does it? And let me just simply say, there is a lot of people that are teaching heresy. And they're talking about, you know, the enemy has no legal right and we have a legal right and all of this stuff. And it's all make-believe. It's all a gimmick. Here's the fact. What the scripture is telling us is that we when we live under his authority we can be assured that god and here's the key it says in the name it's not by the name but in the name meaning in the character of god when i am living in the character of god there is going to be great authority that means great power so we can overcome the enemy we do not have to to be injured by his attacks if we are living and committed to the character of God. Not just making bold statements, 
I uh, uh, denounce you. I decree against you. Those things uh, don't mean much because it's I, I, I. Don't want to think about I, I, I. I want to think about God. I want to demonstrate his character. I want to manifest to others that I am under his authority, that I am committed to his purposes, that I am in his will. That's where there's power, but the power doesn't come from my voice. The power comes from his presence. So when I'm living in the character of God, I can be assured that his presence is with me and therefore he will move, not based upon my words, but based upon his promises. It's never in my words. It's always in his words, those promises that he makes. Now, this phrase, I will cut them down, it's going to repeat several times in the next few verses. For example, look at verse 11. Again, he says, they surround me. Also, they surround me. That word also can sometimes be translated as a filu, meaning even. So they surround me, yea, even they surround me. But again, he says, in the name of the Lord, for I will cut them down. Again, in the name, not simply proclaiming, but in the character of God. And then again, look at verse 12, begins the same way. They surround me, how? As bees. Now, think of this. A great number of bees surrounding you. What do they want to do? Sting. A matter of pain. And we know something. You, you, you get stung enough, you will die. This is a threat. So it says, they surround me as bees. But what happens? He says, they will be extinguished. Meaning, their power will be made nothing. How? their power will be made nothing as fire does too and we have the word kotsim which is uh, thorns think about this thorns tend to be very brittle they tend to be very dry and therefore if you take thorns and you throw them into fire what happens almost instantaneously they are no more and that's what the author is saying when we are living in the character that's what it means in the name of god in the character of god their enemy is going to not be successful not have victory over us but the enemy is going to be cut down look now to verse 13. verse 13 we have a a repetition the same word is repeated twice and it's a word for pushing and it says a pushing they will push me and its purpose is to push me down that is to cause me to fall. So they push, they push me to fall. But notice, it says, but the Lord, that is that Yudhe Vafe, but the Lord, he has helped me. Now, why is it in the, the past? He's saying, this has been my experience. When the enemy comes to knock me down, what happens? God, he has helped me. And the more that you are willing to walk with God, to trust God, to rely upon God, what are you going to see? You are going to see God's help. You're going to know His faithfulness. You are going to experience God's delivering power in your life. You will have that that deliverance 
God will bring a glorious change to your circumstances. I like this psalm, I believe it's Psalm 30, where he says, and it's David speaking in Psalm 30, I, I go to sleep, I lay down at night weeping, but I rise up in the morning joyfully shouting. Now, I was asleep. I didn't bring a change. God did. And this is how God is. God can bring a change to your circumstance, and He will. In His time, through His means, and in the midst of, of this uh, uh, silence, in this trouble, in this uh, what we would think is uncertainty, I don't know how my, my solution's coming. I'm uncertain. I believe it's coming, I'm trusting, I'm waiting, but I don't know. That's okay. Because usually how we anticipate God solving the problem, He solves it differently. But here's what I want you to see. When you are in that, that time of silence, that time of perhaps despair, you are discouraged, you are frustrated spiritually, realize something. All of that is God moving to get your attention so that you will be wise enough to say, God, I'm going through this. You know, my heart, I don't like this. This is painful. This is not enjoyable. This uh, is causing me much grief and sadness. It may be a, a hardship for my family and for others. But God, the reason why I'm in this trial, this time of despair, this affliction, is that you want to teach me something. And therefore, God, I want to learn that. God, help me to learn that principle. Bring me through this in a way that I learn and can behave as you want me to behave because I'm not going through this. In Hebrew, we would say the word stam. What is that? Just, just for no purpose. We go through things, sometimes painful, harsh, disappointing things that cause us to, to be full of despair, maybe even depression, and we are hurting inside. Realize god has allowed you to be there because he has something that you need to learn you desperately need to learn this and once you learn it god will bring you through he will bring you through that side so pray god what's your message for me what am i called to learn in this experience well look at verse 14. the psalmist says my strength and my and this is word for singing it's a word of praise but it's a word that uh and i've mentioned this before it's a word that has to do with getting rid of things so again we're in this time of hardship we want change god what is it in my life do i need to let go of that i need to separate from that i need to stop thinking of doing being part of maybe it's a relationship maybe it's a, a a business uh contact maybe it's it's someone a friend who knows i don't know but god will reveal it to you if you seek him if you pray to him if you listen to him and that is much easier said than done to wait in silence upon the lord 
for him to teach you he will but it is a slow process so it says here my strength and my song is who yeah that name of the lord for he has become for me notice for me this repeats over and over this hebrew word lee he has become for me for what for salvation now it's interesting the direction that this psalm goes because now he has been brought forth and notice what it says the voice verse 15 the voice of we have the word rena which is a shout a shout that captures the attention of others a shout that uh, exclaims god has saved god has delivered god has brought me victory and salvation and the implication salvation is in the tense of who the righteous ones but what's interesting it is the word sadikim now the word sadik we translate it righteous one but if we look at it there's something very extraordinary about this word and what is that sadik has a grammatical marker that that shows that one is righteous because he was made righteous we see that marking and i realize sadiq is a noun but we see a verbal indicator of what's known as the hifil and the hifil stem is the causative that is to make so no one is born righteous only one messiah set him aside no one is born righteous anyone who is righteous has to be made righteous and there's only one source of that and it's that righteous one messiah yeshua jesus christ so a righteous one is made righteous and i think the implication here is this that this one is going through hardships trials because god wants to impact his life so that he can manifest the righteousness of the lord how do i do that well notice what it says the right hand of the lord has done and this is a word of power it's word chayal which can mean a soldier it can mean power it can mean an army what it speaks about here and most of the time it's word valiantly so the right arm of the lord literally it's hand excuse me the right hand of the lord has done valiantly verse verse 16 same phrase the right hand of the lord is exalted the right hand of the lord has done valiantly and therefore he says with a bold exclamation he says i will not die but live i will not die but i will live now realize a very important truth related to that and that is this i may die at the hands of my enemy so what because i will live and let me tell you a lie a lie is i'm alive right now no you won't know true life until you enter into the kingdom of god what we have here is pale in comparison to kingdom life now we're called to demonstrate kingdom life live according to the rules of kingdom life but that's only possible through the anointing of the holy spirit 
but but left to myself without the holy spirit's presence what am i dead spiritually dead doesn't matter if my heart beats and my mind can think i am dead spiritually and it's only through redemption that i become that new creation but but again even that life i have now is 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 so far removed from the life that i will know in the kingdom of god so the author says i will not die but i will live what's he talking about not just in this world what difference does it make if the enemy kills me so what i'm going to die anyway the point is this true life is a kingdom life yes we're called to live according to kingdom principles now but we'll never know the fullness of that until we have that new body that kingdom body and are located in the kingdom what do we do well he says i will not die for i will live and if you're alive i will tell of the works the deeds of yeah that is of the lord so be someone that when god works in your life share what god has done it is very important testimony and and you can be very very uh uh a good witness if you just say may i share with you what god's doing in my life can i share with you the trouble that i may be experiencing and having having but i know watch me god's going to bring me through the enemy's not going to be victorious over me i am going to have life kingdom life let's move to our last verse verse 18 where it says yeah again the lord what has he done well that word similarly we've seen another word that word push repeated twice and now we have the word for being disciplined or chastise appearing twice so discipline he has disciplined me who has the lord but notice what he says but over to death literally over to death he has not given me so you know there are situations when a child of god dies uh, at the hands of the enemy but realize that's only a physical death and the vast majority of the time we can assure be assured and stand on this verse and that is this god has not given me over to death not a physical death yet and what's important is we will never experience that spiritual death god will not give me over to death why death is related to sin and we have been redeemed from all sin and therefore we should have as i began this this study we should have confidence we should have assurance we should be thinking according to the kingdom truth living that kingdom life and no matter what happens remain committed and dedicated to the purposes of god if you do you are living a victorious life and when you are committed to god's purposes you know what you're doing you are inviting god to bring your deliverance your salvation your victory today we struggle but god 
he will cause us to triumph in the same way that his right hand is exalted god for those who love him for those who are called according to his purposes those who walk in humility those who walk in obedience they will experience god's exaltation of their lives in this world why as a testimony god loves to raise up his people to testify that we belong to him and people can see that relationship in our life and we testify how god has made us overcomers this is our call are you up for the challenge i'll close with that until next week and we deal with part two of this psalm until then shalom from israel well we hope you will benefit from today's message and share it with others please plan to join us each week at this time and on this channel for our broadcast of loveisrael.org again to find out more about us please visit our website loveisrael.org there you will find articles and numerous other lectures by baruch these teachings are in video form may download them or watch them in streaming video until next week may the lord bless you in our messiah yeshua that is jesus as you walk with him shalom from israel